Hello world, it's me, Dennis. And you know, every once in a while, you get these these uh, time shift anomalies. So here it is, 72-year-old Dennis, who loves jo the Joss Whedon verse and the entire Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, Firefly, and this, and he meets this cultural icon, Rebecca Renee Jaworski, who has never been in the Buffyverse, has not touched it at all. Renee, what did your friends, all of your friends, what were they telling you about this particular person and this genre that you had avoided? Well, first of all, thank you for calling me a cultural icon because everyone else misses that. You're the only one who knows my true identity. Yeah, so, exactly. It's kind of like Buffy has an identity that very few people know. This is my identity, and I'm so glad you're one of my core people that understands I am a true cultural icon. But anyway, yeah, so the reason why I avoided it, just I don't like monster stuff. I don't like horror stuff. I'm not into the vampire thing. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, every time people would talk about it, going back to when I actually was, I think, in, yeah, I was in high school. Like 96. It, it was when yeah. it came. Yeah. So I was like, I was like 15. Mm -hmm. And so everyone was talking about it. And then when I went to college and people kept talking about it. And then like every year I'll hear about it. And everyone would say, this is your type of thing, Renee. It's exactly your type of storytelling. It's exactly your type of, you know, and I would say, but it's not because it's like vampire slaying and I'm not into that. Yeah. So I would, yeah. So I never wanted to give it a chance. No, and in fact, what's weird is that nobody ever told me within like 30 seconds of Welcome to Hellmouth, which is the first uh, episode ever. The, within like 30 seconds, I was like, wait a minute, there's a high school. There's like kids. Like, I didn't even know that. I literally thought we were talking about like adults who are just like slaying vampires all day and it was going to be scary and traumatic. And I just didn't want to see the darkness. And it's not dark at all. And but then they kept humor. hearing you this, but they kept saying, yeah. you kept hearing this over and over again. Yeah. All right. So finally, I was the tipping point, the, the straw that broke, that broke through, yes. finally got through to you. And so you start watching and you start the very first episode, Welcome to Health Mouth. What was your impression after all of this push and push and finally starting to look at it? I said, why did it take me so long? And why didn't someone just tell me it was based in high school? I would have given it a chance. And why didn't someone just tell me it was one of these like Scooby things, like with like a gang of friends, which I'm really into that. I'm really into um, uh, social uh, It was the marketing. Yes, the marketing was so, all these Joss fans are like terrible marketers. I'm telling you, because just telling me I'm gonna like something, I don't trust people enough to, to believe that. I just took a leap of faith finally because it was cumulative. So many people said it. And then I just trust you because you had gotten me into other stuff that I, I knew that we were on the same wavelength. So if you like something, that's why I gave it a shot. But I wouldn't have stuck with it if I didn't love it. But I loved it from the first scene. I said, okay, I got it. Wonderful. So did you see, did, did, did you, all right. So this is the adolescent female journey of a woman coming into her power coming into adolescence and beginning to explore her power. Did you, did you, did you relate to that? Yeah, I, I totally related to it. And I wish I had watched it while, because I would have been the right age when it came out. Yes. So I would have been 15, 16, 17, you know, 17. And that's exactly when I would have, I would have appreciated it differently, Dennis. It mm -hmm. would have been the same level of, I think I'm appreciating it more now, 
but that whole genre also of female empowerment, I'm not, strangely enough, I haven't had that much, that many encounters with it. So I'm also being exposed to that. A, a woman lead who's not, she's not getting rescued. Yes. You know, that, that she's not waiting for some guy to come and get her. And, you know, like, you know, so that, that, that would have meant a lot to me. But now when I go back in my mind, I'm reliving like high school through this. So there's kind of a nostalgia thing there. And also I'm going back into my adolescence, into my teenagehood, which I'd forgotten about and I didn't think about for years. Now I'm going back and I'm doing it alongside Buffy and I'm seeing all kinds of similarities and I'm like, wow, you know, so, so much universal truths among yes. young women coming into their power or trying to find their power and then dealing with school tests. Uh, parents. Yes, the parent thing, female rivalry, uh, dating, all of that stuff. Fascinating. So, so one of the things that, <clears throat> that Joss is so good at is making me care so fast how quickly did you begin to care not just in the in the lead of Buffy but the but the ancillary characters that were all part of her of this this universe I cared about Buffy within the first several minutes when the principal brought her in and talked about how she'd been let go from the other schools that she has all these problems because when you first see her I thought, okay, well, she's just a prim and proper blonde, you know, mm -hmm. all put together. But when he gave me that backstory, I said, okay, now we're dealing with substance. So I started to care about her. What was her story? Why did she have all these you know, delinquent problems or whatever? Because she doesn't look like she'd be weird, right? So yeah. that's great. Xander, when he falls and then he, when he, I guess they fall on each other or whatever. Sure. And he is bumbling and stumbling and all that stuff. And he, he has a crush on her instantly. And then he feels like he's not presenting himself well. I knew I didn't like Xander in, like for the first couple of seconds, like just because he looks so, I don't know. I think it was the actor or something. But, yep. I, but I fell in love with him very quickly after that. Didn't he? I mean, and, and this was his very first acting role. Oh, I didn't know that. This, yes, yes, really? this was the, yes. This was the very first at first role that he had ever had. He auditioned, and this was the first one that he that that, really? that, that he had. Yep. He's such a strong actor, though. Like he's I know. I mean, he, his comedy in the entire police piece that 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 went. Okay, so now. Let's talk about let, let's talk about as we're going on. So because we're starting now the the harvest, where where we understand that there are and just like one of the, one of the the things that Josh talks about is that high school as hell. Yeah. That was one of his metaphors that he wanted to because even though there might not be literal vampires, there are there are people who suck our energy, who take things away, and that was what we were what we're talking about that we all have to deal with, right? I mean, did, did you relate to that? Yeah, well, the whole, the whole blood sucking thing, and it's not even just individuals. Like, I can see that there's all these different conflicts between individuals in the show. But also this high school is hell thing is that, think, think about being a child. So you go sure. back, okay, so you're a kid, you have all this vim and vigor, you have all these hopes and dreams, creativity, all of this, and now you're being stuck in a seat for eight hours a day 
in a desk and everything is regulated and you're just sitting there doing like <laughs> rote mem memorization and it like it's stamping the so it's sucking the blood out of you and a lot of people a lot of people i know who are very bright some of them have gone on to get their phds or whatever they just couldn't handle that type of too it was too, it's too austere that structure yep. and so that's why you see other types of schools coming out and trying to there's other types of schooling but yeah i mean that was my thing is like i i won't i could spend hours in a library but to just sit there in a desk and be told okay fill out these little things of paper or sit in study hall or get a dodgeball thrown at you there's a great dodgeball scene in yes uh, yeah everyone can relate to that right what the heck is dodgeball and why are we subjecting our children to we, I don't know if they still do it, but yeah, that was weird. Yeah, but but it's just it drains you, right? Like you don't. Mm -hmm. feel, you now everyone's had different experiences, but particularly artistic people or sensitive people, they do struggle with that hyper organized, you know, schooling system. And Absolutely. So I think that that's another thing that's going on there with high school as hell to me. Were you drawn into then starting to watch the magic, starting to allow what the, the, the vampires and to begin to see it both as metaphorical? One of the things that I mean, I, I, I'm so glad you brought that up because the, uh, the vampire stories and martial arts genre that they have in this particular, I would not have watched. Yeah. I just, if, if I had not become hooked first on Angel, and then go back to give Buffy a try. Uh, but this, because that's a totally different story. But then let's, let's talk about this arc of the, of the Buffy Angel, because here we have the Romeo and Juliet. We have the great, we have the great pair of what they are. And, and what, what was your sense when you saw Boreanaz as Angel uh, starting to... Uh, Star-crossed lovers, right? Star-crossed lovers, Romeo and Juliet. But remember, so I came to it, I came to Buffy through Angel. So right. it, it was the Angel, you know, it was the, I was watching Angel and then Buffy was introduced. And then I said, wait a minute, I, this is really intense and passionate and powerful. I think I want that backstory. So then I go back and my favorite episode of Buffy season one is the Angel episode. And that's the first time that you're the, all right. So, so you're still in season one. This is season one recap. All right, go on. We're just doing season one. I have not seen anything from season two. I have no idea how this will wait. I haven't read anything. I haven't paid attention in pop culture. So I don't know anything. The only thing I know is where it stops at the yeah. end of season one. But yeah, uh, Angel made me start caring about the whole monster, vampire, whatever genre, or we're right. now there's an actual character, there's an actual personality, and this beautiful love story. Right now, it's a beautiful yep. love story. Uh, and that's when I also started to care. And what a great actor. I mean, yeah, Angel, Bore I can't pronounce that name. but David Boreanaz. <laughs> David Boreanaz. Yep. Yes, and I've seen him in Bones, and I mean, I've seen him a lot, but I didn't know that he got his start here. He's so convincing, and he has that actor, David, he he brings natural warmth to any role. There's warmth there. So it's so interesting. So it's such a great thing because when you see him, you instantly want to like him and you want to mm -hmm. treat him. But then like, you know, after they kiss, right? He turns and he shows his full and you're like, oh man, I forgot. He's a yeah. vampire. You but know? I mean, it, but the, I, I love the metaphor of the erection. <laughs> 
you know, I didn't get just, that at all. I didn't get that at all. You I see, yeah, but the, because you're because yeah. you're uh, yes. Yeah. Well, uh, be, believe me, uh, yeah. that's that that, 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 that was his passion. His his suddenly suddenly. Oh. Hey, wait, wait, okay, wait. God, oh. you are such an innocent. You are I, such a, I didn't get that at I didn't all. Get that. Oh my, oh, I just never, I never saw that, dear. <laughs> Look at God, your Renee. I didn't see it. I didn't see it, but now that you said it, that's all I can see. <laughs> <laughs> Poor David has no idea we're talking about him. But, no, oh, no, oh, he knows. He no, knows. he knows. He knows. He, yeah. Well, why is it? Okay, but going down that, and I'm going down this line. I'm going to be going down here. You brought me This here. is for your friends. This, this is, is for right all that. This is the, the reason yeah. why we're doing this okay. is to is for all of people who love Renee to no. get a chance to hear Renee talk about the thing that they kept telling her. To hear about she angels erection. <laughs> this is for everybody who knows and loves me to hear me talk about his erection, which I'm going to do now because we are down there. Nobody <laughs> forget about this. Why is it? Because now this is a perfect segue into the praying mantis one with mrs french that's another which i want to spend a lot of time on that so but this is the great segue okay i didn't see that but now just in the moment stream of consciousness my reaction i'm just giving you my fresh reaction is oh my gosh this is see that's young young adolescent boys are always like afraid of that right they're afraid of that coming out at at inopportune moments and that's something to talk about but see women don't have any appreciation of that terror or anxiety at all so that's why that's another i know there's many reasons i didn't notice it but one more reason i didn't notice it is just women in general don't know what it's like to have some kind of an external right uh, like oh yeah this is how i'm feeling right now that's horrible like i feel so bad for you guys that you you telegraph like that (laughs) <laughs> it, it tell yeah, as in pole, right? Yes, that's what I said. <laughs> yes, okay. So yes, yeah, so that's what that is. But then, why is it negative? That's what I wanted to say. Okay, so as a man, you can t- talk me through this, and you're representing half of the world right now. Yes. No, no pressure. But <laughs> why is it so? <laughs> I trust you. <laughs> I trust you to be the man for the yes. whole. Yes. Why is it? So a man wrote this and he wrote that and a man played it. And this idea that an erection is something that would be dirty, gross, ugly, scary, horror. Okay. What is that like to be in that moment? It's not, it's not at all. But I think Josh was just being metaphorical. He was just showing that 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 he was having emotions because mm-hmm. Angel had been held held his emotions back because you under, you know, understand in Re- Angel he's going through this deep redemption. You're because yeah. you're going to see even deeper as he goes in just how much how bad this character really was. I mean, he enjoyed the torture. With he enjoyed. I mean, this is this is. This is the whole, his whole arc. So he has a lot of redemption. I mean, he has more than he could ever redeem for. So he's, there isn't a place to be able to do that. So that's part of what he's, uh, he's doing. And then suddenly he feels this positive emotion and it comes, and it comes out in his, uh, in his, uh, in his vamping up. 
but that right. that was what that was that that's it was the positive emotion it wasn't a the the erection was my attempt at humor uh at at doing that but it but it was it was him showing showing emotion for the first time when he learns is it love or is it sex that's the positive emotion for him because he loves Buffy. Oh yeah, I th no, I think I definitely think I definitely think it's a love. Uh, it's it's a love. It's a positive emotion. But those two things can get intertwined as we're all right. But let's let's. Of the heart. It's an erection of the heart. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So there's that. So now let me segue really quickly into the praying mantis one. Right. Right. Okay. So this is, a for me as a woman, <clears throat> to watch that was really scintillating, okay? This was, I've never seen, and now people who watch this genre are going to be saying, Renee, they do this all the time. Maybe they mm -hmm. do. For me, I had never seen adolescent sex through a male's eyes as being so traumatic. Like, this was like rape going on against right. boys by a woman. I mean- right. I've never, I can't even believe they aired it. I was like shocked the whole time. I was like, this is really controversial. And apparently it's not. I can't believe that all of us, you know, Americans are sitting there and watching this because to me it was extremely, uh, it was riveting and engaging. But I was like, I just said it with my jaw on the ground. I couldn't believe it. And Well, in 2020 though, in 20, here's the interesting thing. Think about this. This was 14 years ago. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, 24 years ago, right? From 96. And, and the Me Too movement had not started. Right. We did not have a lot of the sensitivities. So there would be a difference in the sensitivities of what people would think of as appropriate or right. able. But we were, we're much more aware of that now than we were back then, especially for boys. Okay, well, when you saw that episode, how did you, were you as shocked, were you as shocked as I was? No, okay. Not at all, not at all. But I saw it, I saw it before the Me Too movement, before all this had coming, uh, had come out. So I was, I didn't, I was not as sensitized mm -hmm. that both men are, and women, I wasn't looking at it. I mean, had I looked at it from, if Xander was a was a, was a woman, mm -hmm. I think I would have picked up on it much more than really? I had. Yeah. See, if see, I'm used to seeing it with the fem the female and male roles reversed. Exactly. I've seen it a million times. So I was I would I would have expected that. And we had it in one of the episodes when when Xander the pack when Xander exactly. becomes this hyena, okay, and he tries to rape Buffy. I know. I mean, it's so, it's so crazy. I can't believe where this show goes. This show goes into areas that I was not expecting because you see these high school kids and it's so, and there's like, there's comedy. And then all of a sudden Xander, I mean, I would love to be in the writing room and see these conversations. Don't you wonder how that went down? Like someone came with this idea. Yeah, Xander's gonna jump on top of her and be like, yeah, I'm gonna rape you and you're gonna like it. And someone signed off on that was like, hey, let's explore this, you know? Exactly. And, and this was a truncated season because when they went, yeah. this was, they're, they're doing this with non-network money because this is off network, this is WB. And this is, I, I think, if, if, believe me, and this is the fun thing about it because there'll be Buffy files oh, I uh, that, that, will, that, that will sit there and go, 
No, it's not. I mean, I, I, I can I can tell you there's going to be a whole bunch of there. Are, there's going to be a whole bunch of comments that are just going to go. He doesn't know what he's talking about, and so I'm telling everyone right now, I don't know what I'm talking about. We're so, not so exactly. But anyway, but the but the important thing is all right. So, so what what did you think of the puppet show and 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 uh, and 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 that piece uh, and that piece with the ventriloquists and all. That one was also crossed some boundaries that I didn't expect. That puppet had a mouth on him that I did not expect. That little puppet, he was so, but it was like good humor. It was like really good, raunchy, but really tight humor. The writing just in general is fantastic. But yeah, that episode was great. And then I found myself having emotions for the puppet at the end when they're sitting there and he's talking about how, and then he kind of hits on her a little bit. And it's just, I found myself finding him endearing and then being like, stop it, Renee. He's not endearing. He's, <laughs> he's awful. He's a, he's a terrible person. <laughs> so, but no, that, they had me all the way to the end on that one. Yes. I, I did not see him being the, the, the good guy in that. No. I, I, look, it, I, that took me a while. That's one of the ones I watched twice. I went back. I watched it twice because that one I watched twice. The Angel one I watched twice. The Pack I think I watched twice. There's certain ones that, yeah. I think that the depth of the writing here, and there's all yep. these subplots and character arcs, and it's a whole web of yep. stuff going on. It's it's quality. Like you feel satisfied with these episodes. It's not just like, which I didn't know. Mm. The reason I avoided Buffy was because I thought it was fluff. I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be stupid. Yep. And I wondered why all my beautifully intelligent and educated friends were so. <laughs> I, just, I know doesn't make any sense like it's yep. not weird I was telling me this yeah so no the ventriloquist one was fantastic I love these episodes I love the the plots I love the stories and I love how invested I am but th let's talk a little bit about the gang about yeah. movies okay because yep. that's what actually I think is the hook for me yes it, how they all care about each other yep you know and we haven't talked about Willow yet but we should exactly so all right so this is allison and yeah exactly she's the heart no question yes she's the heart and she's in the mind um, yes i was just i was gonna say it yeah so she i think a lot of women who watch this can relate to her okay it, it's it's harder for to relate to um you know cordy cordelia it's hard you know not everybody had has her status and popularity right and then I can see a lot of people having trouble relating to Buffy. I do, but a lot of people would probably say, I, I don't, I can't relate to her pressure, the pressure that she goes under or whatever. Willow though, a, there's a lot of Willows and we don't see them. They, re, they recede into the background. So she is a stand-in for a huge segment of humanity. And oh. I think she's a big part of the success of the show. To, to, honestly, I don't think you can have the show without Willow. I think she's that important. No, and as a matter of fact, in the pilot episode, the original pilot, mm -hmm. they recast it because oh. it was the wrong Willow. They they didn't have that chemistry, and then they found Allison. Isn't that interesting? It just goes to show casting how important that is, because I can't picture anybody but her in there. And I knew her from several of the things she had done later. I recognized her instantly. I said, "Oh, I know her. She's great," but the the depth and the sincerity that she brings to that role, she's so convincing, like, so convincing. And she's the type of girl 
that I don't know if kids that age actually do appreciate those type in the moment, but as we get older, we all start to appreciate the willows in our schools. The older we get, the more we say, hey, everyone should be a willow. People try to yeah. raise kids to be a willow. You know, that's, that's what you really want for the next generation is you want a bunch of willows because she's so empathetic and she's yep. so uh, intuitive. And then her love for Xander, like I haven't gone past the first season, so I don't know what's going to happen with them. But it's so touching to me, that whole unrequited love situation as of right now. Exactly. And I mean, that she was kids with this. I mean, they, they, yeah. they were, they, they grew up as children and going up through that. And that, that's the, the, the neat bond between, between them. Yeah. And then when he's a hyena and he's locked up, he plays on her love for him to try to convince her to, un it's like, so he, there's a part of him, even when he's a hyena, like he knows how to manipulate that and exploit that when he's at his creepy sure. worst, you know, sure. when, and and so but and that made me feel for her too because what that shows is that that's her weak spot. It's her well, one of the things that I love that Joss does in all of his characters is that is that they all have gray areas. Mm -hmm. There is no even you uh, Buffy has them, Willow has them, and you'll see them. Wait till you see Dark Willow. Dark Willow. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, tell me. All right, that's preview of coming attractions. We'll just oh, okay. we'll just uh, right. let you know there. But but continuing on, uh, continuing on with it. All right, now look. Let's let's look at uh, um, out of sight. Out. Of, all right. So in nightmares, everyone in Sunnydale uh, yeah. is living out their worst fears. Yeah, that one. Okay, yeah, that one stuck with me. That one was actually pretty scary. I watched that at night, and then I turned lights on because I was scared. <laughs> it was a little too scary. That's what I thought all of Buffy would have been, only not that good. I yeah. loved that episode, by the way. I loved that episode, and that was another one that I thought everybody watching would instantly start thinking, "Okay, what's my worst? Like, what's you know, yeah. what's your worst thing that you would think of?" So yeah, I I loved that episode, and I also thought that. This is, it's a, it's a little bit of a later episode, and I think they're starting to gather steam with um, the pacing of the show. I felt like they were starting to come into their own. Yes. The of the group, and I thought that they were starting to, like, I, I started feeling like, okay, this is the type of show where I don't want to stop. That and, and this is, and, and again, it was a short season. They only gave them 12 episodes. That was the, that was the, the opening thing. They had 12 episodes to try to get to do. They didn't even get a full season. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Let me, let me go back one second because I forgot to really talk about this. I really mm -hmm. want to ask you, okay, the Praying Mantis one, <laughs> again. Mm -hmm. I know that I keep going. This episode is very important, I thought. Just culturally, I thought it was important. Gender-wise, uh, gender I thought it was really important. When you see the fear on, there's another boy. It was it was uh, Xander, and then there was another boy, and I forget his right, name. Right, right, and they and they were both they were both yeah yeah yeah. I'm 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 a stud. I'm a yeah. This whole thing yeah. Right, and then they end up there, and the the other boy describes to Xander what's going to happen if they don't get rescued, and the language is so powerful. And he goes, yeah, like she's gonna get on top of you and start throbbing, and do, and I was like, oh my gosh, like did they put this on network television? It was so vivid and visceral for me to hear that and I said oh my gosh so I have a question for you so when okay like when you're a young woman you or in school like they used to always tell us like every time there was an abduction 
or something in the news. The teachers would say, girls, make sure you don't get in cars with strangers. But there was a lot of focus on the girls. Uh-huh. This could happen to you to make sure you don't dress this certain way or whatever. And the boys, I thought, just didn't have to worry about any of that. Right. That episode is showing, you know, teenage boys being terrified that a woman that they find attractive, well, now they know she's a praying mantis, but basically the idea that they're going to get violated. And so you watching that as a man, is that something like when you were a teenage boy, did that ever even occur to you? Because girls go through that. We just take for granted that we can be violated at any moment. And that's okay. So no, and, and it didn't, but, but you see, we grew up, we, we grew up several generations apart because when I was, my, my high school years were, were 1962 to 1966. And at that time, things were, were very, uh, very role driven. And you, you, you know, you could see, you would see movies where, where bosses would chase women around yeah. the desk. Yeah. There was there was a great deal of uh, of male uh, permissiveness to Ooh. be to act out and you know if you had a couple of drinks and you patted someone on the ass uh, or you know you did that that was just that was just fun that was just lighthearted like get over it like be so it it was a different it, it was much a different time right yeah and I guess also like the good old boys you're describing like the good old boy culture where women this, can, I, this is male culture whether it was yeah. good old boys or whether it was in the uh in the highly privileged it was across we're, we're, we're talking about across the white across the male spectrum but when you're watching an episode like this one with the praying mantis and yes. the idea of male rape a female yes. raping, raping a male i mean that's almost you know a, Okay, like Three's Company did an episode like that way back in the 70s, and they had an episode, and it was like no one believed Jack Tripper because he kept saying his boss was sexually harassing him, and everyone said, that's ridiculous, Jack, like you're so stupid. That was the first time I saw that addressed, and then I really didn't see it addressed in pop culture until, and then this one was just so moving, and I thought to myself, think of all the little boys and teenage boys who have been, you know, violated in this could they even watch this show? Like, I don't even. I, I, I don't know. And I don't know. I, I think that's a really good question. I mean, it's not for this particular episode, but I think it's an important question to ask because I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know how hard I struggled just to see a naked breast when I was a kid. I mean, I had to work. You want to talk about work ethic? <laughs> I developed a work ethic. I, I was... Uh, <laughs> I, I can't even imagine that you have a, a, a phone now and an access to a phone mm-hmm. that any young man who is even mildly cur- curious can see anything that they, I don't know how they deal with. It. I honestly do not understand how young men grow up and have uh, it's it's a question, and and it's a question I think we ought to ask on some shows when when you oh. and I you know as you're as you're producing helping me to to find out just about this uh, uh, about this I I don't I have no well, idea Renee. Although we're coming to it from this modern culture where it seems bizarre, but in, in culture but in cultures where you used to have multiple families living all under the same roof, or still even to today, 
sure. children, children would, would be seeing the women undressing. Oh, the, the, yes, but, but there wasn't a, yeah, but you can't take anything out of, uh, uh, you can't take the, you, you can't take the, the uh, particular act out of the particular culture that it goes in. Yeah. And if you have a shame-based okay. culture, shame if you have a shame-based culture that, is, that says things are taboo and all oh, you gotta, you're gonna have a completely different reaction than if you have a culture where you see someone uh, making love or someone that's having sex, and there isn't all the shame uh, and 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 uh, that that's piled up on top of that, you're going to have a completely different reaction to it than you would uh, in, in the in the particular tight ass culture that I grew up in. See, you just you just came full circle, and you just unlocked everything we have been talking about this whole episode. That was brilliant because what you did was you just tied everything together. You tied together the whole angel after the kiss thing he when he show he reveals this thing and how traumatic and shame that's shame and then okay so it's all about shame and that's what i wasn't getting is that boys have this it's not about sex it's not about like if you were grown in a culture where women are always topless that that would not have been an issue for you part of it it's all tied in with the shame i'm not supposed to look at this and then exactly. i want to look at it and then exactly. when i look at it i'm bad and so, but now I want to look at it again. Now it means I'm uh, Yeah, exactly. Because it was titillating. <laughs> but, but no, that word does not mean what I, I think it I know. Yes, but <laughs> no, I, I thought, I thought it, irrespective. In this context, it does. In, in this context, it does. But, but yeah. it, because it was titillating, because it was wrong. It was yes. naughty. I know. And that was the kind of thing that, that, that tends to, in, in a progression, then that's where the kids today can go from curiosity to complete satiation without ever going through the, the levels of, 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 of progression. Of not, that, that fascinates me. I have no idea how that happens, how, that, uh, mm -hmm. how young boys uh, go through and, and excite. No idea. It, but yeah. it's a completely different, uh, but, but it is, it is completely different. Uh, so anyway, your, 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 your overall impressions after season one, what are the thing, wh wh who are the people that you're looking forward to seeing more of uh, as you're, uh, as you're having, and we haven't even discussed the, the, the parental units figure, oh, which Giles. is Joyce, Joyce yes. and Giles, you know, so yes. here, here you have, have a single mother. Yeah. You yeah. Have a single mother with a daughter, uh, which you might be able to relate to. Yeah. And uh, and uh, you also have the the, the external uh, parental figure in Giles. Right. Well, Giles is so great. I mean, our introduction to him when he puts the vampire book in front of her, this is what you want. And then she goes, no. And she's he's trying to make her, he's always trying to bring her back with her mission, always trying to bring her back to her calling. In the, in the, right. the and she just wants, and she wants to be a high school girl. She, I, why can't I be a regular high school girl? Yeah, that's what she wants, right? And she wants to be able to juggle all that. And, you know, uh, I can relate to that, but you know who else can relate to that is there's a lot of teenagers who are maybe they're actors, but they're also, you know, or they're going up for the Olympics. Like Olympics is all these young kids, like gymnastics. Yeah or all that and I've known people who are very high octane like that and they've got to somehow well Michael Jackson Michael Jackson always talked about how 
you know, he would be driven in the morning to the recording studio and he would be sobbing because he would see the kids in the playground. And he had no childhood. It was just taken from him. So I, you know, I think of, and then what that did to him, I mean, he thought that that profoundly psychologically damaged him for his life. He wrote songs about it. He talked, he was very open about that. But there's a lot of people, a lot of kids who their childhood is robbed by things like that. And so we're also seeing her with that struggle of, well, I got to save the world, but like, when do I get to save myself? And you know what I mean? Like she's just, she's trying to go out. Beautifully said. Yeah, exactly. And And instead she has all these responsibilities. Yeah. She can't even go on her first date. She tries to go on her first date. And then the whole time it's like, she's supposed to be doing saving the world, saving the world. And, you know, and it's also so interesting to see saving the world almost get like boring for her. Like that's another cool thing to see that usually when you talk about something like saving the real world, that it would be so amazing all the time. But you're seeing like, no, sometimes she's tired and sometimes she has a crush on a boy and sometimes she has to study for a test. And that a lot of people can actually relate to that. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I don't see how saving the world is any different from you got to help us make rent this month. It, you're, you are saving the world when you make rent, right? All the kids that have to go out there and, and try to, I mean, there's kids that have to go and sell drugs so that they're, they can give the money to their grandma so their grandma can pay the rent. They do have the weight of the world on their shoulders. Sure. So, I mean, there's just so much, I mean, that's one of the things that I love about, about Joss Whedon and why I, it's one, I, I am one of many people who say that like Shakespeare wrote uh, very much to where the co- the common people could, could, understand it or at least understand the references it wasn't just for the hoi polloi uh it but it was but whedon to me weaves these stories through in these themes these are iconic themes these are important essential human stories that he's telling that are going to last for a long time uh does it bother you uh watching it uh that 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 cell phones are just beginning and computers or that i mean it it, does it feel dated to you to where you don't want to watch it one of my friends told me that he came late to the one of the friends only one person i know doesn't like buffy and he said it's not that he doesn't like buffy but for him he came to it late and it bothers him the special effects and then the the cell phone stuff see for me though and i said to him I said, uh, you know that it's all fake, right? I mean, there's also no vampires in real life. I mean, the whole point, I mean, you know, you are aware it's not a documentary, you know? So, <laughs> you know, I always tell people that because when people have problems with special effects, I'm like, you know, if you come from stage acting, the whole thing is like, you used to have men playing women. Women weren't even allowed to act, you know? And it's just yeah. suspension of disbelief. I live in that. Yeah. When, I see the, when I see the flip phones, I don't. Yeah. It's, it's just, and besides, it's a period piece. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it helps us. It, it helps us to know this is a period of time, a very specific period of time, the mid '90s, in the United States at yeah. that time. So you have that. You have you have that. Just like we know things as we look at things and see. Well, there's '80s hair. Well, yeah. There's a very specific. Yeah, yeah, genre. yeah. And, and this is just a this is a genre-esque, but but it's deeper than that. All right. So now we're going to leave it here. We're going to leave it here that this is season one. This is the end, this is the end of, of Renee's journey in season one. Even though you've taken a peek by watching a little bit of Angel and being able to see in Angel season yeah, one, I did, I did which, is, which is Angel season one is Buffy season four. 
Right. Okay. Yeah, I can figure that right. out. Right. So, so anyway, you're, you're that, in figuring that out, that's when you saw her. That is a yeah. very different Buffy. That is a very different Buffy than totally you're meeting different. now. Totally different. But before we end this real quick, I will be mad at myself if I don't interject this. The whole, this whole thing of, I love how she's a girl girl. Yeah. I love that they didn't masculine that, you know, make her too masculine. Right. I thought that that was very important because like when I was growing up, I really thought it would be like, you have to be a real tomboy and that's where you get the power or you'll be one of the prim and proper like Cordelia types. She's, she, and she could be like Cord Cordelia, you know, and that's why Cordelia accepts her initially. Oh, you're one of us. Yep. But then she has this whole other side. So I love the idea that you can be strong while being feminine, that femininity is not a weakness. That, that was, that is really, and Thank she's you, Joss. And she's Thank you for Joss for, uh, I mean, he, he, he brought that in and then it just continues on as this arc. Okay, well, good. Okay. We'll end it right here and we'll get, be ready for the next time that we do this particular season genre two. will be for season two. All right, Renee? Grr. 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 Yeah, I saw the guy at the end. <laughs>